Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to our fourth I don't know, episode, part of the series, whatever you want to call it. We have been on a journey together for the last three weeks. Now this will be the fourth week. And I am loving this journey so much because so much is coming through for myself. I know so much is coming through for you guys. You're messaging me, you're reaching out, you're telling me the breakthroughs you're having. I love this so much. And this week we're going to get into an energy that is newer to me, but if you guys have listened to my podcast over the last year, then you'll know that the energy of series has come up many times. So you can go and listen to an episode I recorded with Mystical Mama this year. That is episode number 61. And we talked about death, rebirth, and the cycles of nurturing with the asteroid series. That is a juicy, juicy episode that really began some pivotal life changes for me. I have always been obsessed with the energy or the story of Persephone, Hades, Demeter, and Hecate, and all their magic that they offer to us through their mythical lessons. I remember being a kid and we learned about mythology. I want to say it was grade five. And Persephone and Demeter really spoke out to me. I even remember I have these vivid memories of, I had a book of the gods and goddesses and there was these beautiful drawings in it. And I would constantly be tracing the images of them and, you know, redrawing them. And I remember specifically Demeter, Persephone and Aphrodite were the ones that I was like always drawing and uh, tracing out of this book. So this is an energy that is old within my soul. And yet the discovery of what she truly means in the birth chart is only this energy that has come through really strong in the last year. I knew she was there. I knew what she represented. But in the last year and through that conversation with my dear friend, Elisa at Mystical Mamako, episode number 61. That is where the major breakthroughs and aha moments happened around my life. Now, how is she interrelated to the series that we are moving through right now around really reclaiming your power and figuring out what is holding you back from your purpose in this life through the karmic astrology, the dark feminine energies? Okay, that really comes down to everything we have talked about over the last three weeks. So we started with the witch wound, talking all about where you have cultivated or held on to fears, phobias, betrayal, abandonment wounds, all these energies of being seen, right? Of being persecuted. And then we talked about the ancestral karma and the layers upon layers of information that come in from our lineage, from our family, from our family tree. And it started to paint a picture, I'm hoping, within your life around 
the layers of information that have been holding you back from shining your light and living your purpose. And then last week, we dove into Lilith and rejection and where the world has taught you to shrink. And I hope you're seeing at this point the level of information and guidance that is interwoven through our all of these archetypal energies and the story they form within your life. And truly, I hope you're having some breakthroughs around the fact that the chart is this endless multi-million point system of information that has lessons upon lessons upon lessons of things to offer to you. And even when you think you've discovered everything, if you think that, I mean, sometimes you get to that point where you're like, I know what's going on in my chart. And then you go through a transit and you find this other layer of you and your karmic history and your past life signatures and memories buried in the bank of you and all these subconscious things that have been buried. They, they come to the surface during a simple transit or a complex transit. Really what I want you to understand as we're moving through this is that we are so complex and when we try to simplify ourselves, we are doing it through these studies of, you know, the languages of the universe to try and understand our soul lessons and what our soul lessons are, as I mentioned in that first episode on the witch wound, our soul lessons are our purpose. You came here with the intention of learning something and that's actually your purpose. Now, the joys and the pleasures and the pains and the, the processings are all a little bonus points you get along the way to get you to your purpose. You know, if your purpose was to really figure out love here on earth, then you're going to be presented with an amount of relationships that you need, you know, whatever that number is for you, that will get you to move through those, those hurdles, those lessons, those joys, whatever it is, in order to learn what it is your, your soul wanted to learn in choosing the purpose of love or whatever it is your highs and lows in this life are all meant to be guidance points or helpers or mirrors along your path in discovering whatever it is your soul wanted to discover. And the more and more peace we feel in this life, I truly believe the more and more we are coming to greater clarity around those lessons. So, so far, I hope you found little nuggets around what your purpose might be here on earth and if you know it you know firm in your heart yay let's celebrate that maybe you're getting really clear on what's holding you back and if you're having any of these clarity moments right now over the last three weeks I want to add in another layer today, which is the goddess Ceres, the energy of the nurturer, the great mother, the great devourer, the great smother. And what we're going to talk about today is self-care and how your self-care practices might be part of the reason that you are not 
getting to where you want to be in this life. So Ceres, she encompasses many of the zodiac signs, Virgo, Cancer, Taurus. I feel like this is going to get very Taurus Virgo on us today, but you know, Cancer will come in too because we're going to talk about self-nurturance and self-love and all of the karmic things that can happen that we're often obviously not aware of because we we come into this life and we forget, right? There's that whole energetic story that we come in and we forget. And then in that forgetting, there's still the subconscious program coming from past lives, coming from your youth, coming from what you've learned as a teenager that is running the show, okay? There's the programs running the show. There's so many of them. And what happens is if you have a self-care program running the show that says either ignore self-care, avoid self-care, you are not worthy of self-care. Now we're going back to the last week's episode when I mentioned, you know, Virgo energy, particularly with Lilith and your worth being linked into your success or your productivity. Ceres really can be this energy where we figure out how we care for each other or not just each other, but how we care for ourselves and then in turn how we care for each other, how we mother ourselves and how we were possibly mothered and how that mothering energy plays a deep role in mirroring our outside world. I I feel like I've told you guys this story so many times, but I'm going to reiterate it. The moment I realized that our internal world was a mirror, or sorry, let me reword that. Our external world was a mirror for our internal experience. And in saying that, our external chaos was a mirror for our internal chaos. And our external peace was a mirror for our internal peace. Everything's a mirror. Everything is a mirror when we really start to look into it. And when I had that realization back in like 2015 or 16, I can't remember. I remember vividly being on the toilet, going to the bathroom, I was going pee. And you know, you just sometimes sit there and think and thoughts are always ruminating in my mind. And I had that breakthrough come through. Now I had no idea at the time that there were actually so many teachers teaching that exact a phrase and that phrase came to me I remember writing it down and then I remember years later like three four five years later reading books or following different spiritual teachers guides etc mentors and reading the exact same words I had written down all those years earlier in moments at the be- like at the beginning of my awakening I really started to wake up in 2012 and you know it took a long time to get to a point where I was having clarity moments like that and I remember just being like wow wow that breakthrough came to me from from my higher consciousness right and in that moment in my life was a time where I was quote unquote allergic to everything. I couldn't use any soaps, conditioners, shampoos, laundry detergents. I could use one laundry detergent from Germany. It was the only one that didn't make me break out. Um, I could only use basically like 
straight up soap from Sage Wellness. Um, I was using baking soda to wash my hair, apple cider vinegar, conditioner, which is actually a beautiful process, but I couldn't use anything else. I would be breaking out in hives everywhere on my body. My skin was a mess. There was a point at this time where my chest broke out for six months straight to the point where I couldn't wear a low cut shirt. I had all this heart chakra work going on. It was so much anger, so much stuff coming out. And in these moments of awakening, I had to wake up to the fact that my self-care practice and the way I was treating myself was not in alignment with good health, with good um, positive thoughts, positive beliefs. I really, at the time, was a victim to my own health because I had been suffering for so long with so many issues. And I really felt like the world was um, a dangerous place to be, an inflammatory place to be, right? And that was all a mirror of my own inner inflammation and irritation and intolerance, which is a very Virgo energy I talk about, uh, that Virgo's lesson in this life is tolerance. So when I'm talking about Ceres and your own frequency of Ceres in your chart and how it might be holding you back from living your purpose, I want to show you guys how the example of me, I was so unhealthy and my nervous system was so destroyed at this point that my body had to put me into a state of rest. It had to put me into a state of like, no, you're not getting out of bed. You're not going to leave the house. You are going to rest for literally years, guys. This was years of this. And what really crippled me through all of this, this experience was um, the panic attacks I developed at this point because I wasn't taking care of myself. I actually didn't know how. I was never taught to take care of myself. So this is one energy of Ceres I want to share with you guys is Ceres is a mirror of how you were mothered and how you mother yourself. I mentioned this, but in the, the inner reflections of my life, and I know a lot of you guys carry the mother wound. You've talked to me about it. You've shared with me how talking about the mother wound is pivotal to your healing process. I know a lot of you carry this matriarchal wound, the Hades moon, all these things. My own experience at being mothered went from a mother who was my best friend. I was literally obsessed with her. I held my mom's hand till I was like 12 years old. Um, she was, I thought she was the greatest thing in the whole world. And she did her best, even though she was a single mother and she was struggling. But as a kid, you don't understand that, right? And in my own series experience, I had no control in my childhood of what happened when my mother disconnected. Now, my mother and I have worked through so, so much. We've done a lot of healing, a lot of forgiveness, but she essentially, you know, disconnected at one point and went into her own world and wasn't there for me. She was physically in the house, not fully, you know, at the end of high school, she actually wasn't physically in the house, but there was a house over, you know, a roof over my head, but it was essentially me providing for myself emotionally, physically, and mentally, and 
materially at that point and how I was not safe. I was, I had no one to talk to. I had no one to go through my severe depression with. She, she tried in her own way, but I wasn't safe to experience what I was experiencing. And that taught me my own self-care process, which was nothing, right? I didn't know how to feed myself. I didn't know how to take care of myself other than, yes, I could get a job and pay the bills and hustle, work hard, be productive. Um, yes, I got my own apartment. You know, I worked 50 to 80 hours a week bartending and I went to school. I did everything I had to do. But what that taught me was, Again, my productivity was my self-worth. And that was the same lessons I learned in high school. You know, go to university, get your scholarships. If you don't, you're worthless. Be smart if you're not worthless. Get in line, behave, put your hand up, all these things. We all learned them. Uh, though my lessons might be very different than yours. What I did learn through my series lessons, now series is a big player in my chart, was to try and control my body through any means possible and through the only control I had was over my body. That's what I began to learn. Okay. So for a lot of you that might really resonate that the only control you have is over your body. So you're going to control the food intake. You're going to control what goes on your skin, around your skin, all these things. Uh, and you're going to over control it. Okay. So yours, like I said, your Sari story might look different, but Essentially, this is how we learn to care for ourselves. And it's how we can relearn to take care for our, of ourselves, right? Our self-care processes. And if you're not taking care of your body, your health, your vessel, if your priority is to work and hustle, not saying there's anything wrong with that as long as there's balance, but if your priority is to work and hustle and grind, then there is no time for peace and rest. Something's out of balance. If your priority is to binge Netflix forever and not do any of your rituals, your practices, your body movements, your yoga, your running, whatever it is, if you do not have the discipline to get yourself into a healthy state physically, then something is off. And then if your food right? If you are either over controlling around your food or under controlling, you have no awareness of your food, you have no awareness of what goes on and in around your body. All these things add up to physically what, you know, a functional medicine doctor would call a toxic burden overload. Mentally and spiritually into a toxic burden overload. And what's left? You run down, out of steam, no energy to follow your dreams. I see this all the time. My friends, my clients, my students, myself, especially in the past. When we are burning ourselves out with things that do not serve us, because it's easier or we're avoiding ourselves or escaping reality. What's left is an empty shell. And Ceres really echoes that empty shell. Where are you avoiding nourishing yourself? And how do you seek nourishment? 
How do you seek to fill your own cup? I'll give you guys an example again of myself because it's the easiest way to show you. My Ceres is in Virgo. She is conjunct my Mercury, my Venus, my Court of Fortune. We'll use whole signs today because I've been really leaning into my whole signs chart. In whole signs, she's in my 12th house, okay? My house of karma. This is my karmic cleanup. This is my karmic baggage. If you guys have been with me for a while, I call the 12th house your attic. It's where we stick everything we don't want to deal with. Throw it up in the attic and just leave it there to rot, right? Leave it there to avoid it. And so Ceres is in my attic. Now, when I am in my low octave, I am escaping. Okay, 12th house Pisces. I'm escaping, I'm avoiding. I am distracting myself in Netflix or anything that, that lets me not deal with it. But when I'm in my high octave of my series, I am spiritually nourishing myself. I'm doing 12th house things through Virgo lens, right? I'm taking care of my body. I'm nourishing my body. I'm feeding my body. I'm in good, I'm in good service to my people, my soulmate clients, to you. I am doing my spiritual practices. I'm doing my yoga. I am moving my body and my spirit. And I am deeply in ritual, ceremony, all these practices. And for a long time, you can see through the story I told you there, I was not doing any of that. I had no connection to my spirituality. I knew there was something greater here on earth. I knew there was something bigger. I knew there was something bigger than me. But it wasn't until 2012 where I read the book, The Untethered Soul, that, that connection began to click inside me, that I am not this body. I am a soul residing in this body. And I know a lot of you have had that moment where you're like, holy shit, like I'm in this beautiful vessel, this temple that I carry around and I'm completely disconnected from it. I don't know how to nourish it or care for it or love it. And if you do not know how to cherish and care for and love your body, your vessel, then how are you going to go after everything you desire? How are you going to achieve your goals? How are you even going to have clarity around your purpose? Because your body is not safe. And if you're not safe, how can you do anything outside of trying to survive? And when we really think about Ceres, the mother, survival is dependent on the mother, right? Survival is dependent on the mother for at least the first, at least the first 10 to 12 years of your life. It's dependent on someone helping you get food, learn how to function, how to move, how to grow, how to be an, be an active participant in the world. And without that mother energy, there is a lack of growing. There is a lack of growth. And without that growth, there is a lack of purpose. And this is what Ceres is really showing us. So in this conversation... You have gone over this deep dive for the last couple of weeks of discovering many questions. And now I want you to get to the question around how do you care for yourself? 
How do you discipline yourself? How do you create healthy habits and routines that actually create a life for you where your body is in a place that is actually safe to receive, that actually has time and space to create, to know. And let's add on top of this, if you're unable to connect into your physical body, how are you even going to take time to connect into the spiritual, your intuition, your guidance system? Because you are being guided and and spoken to through the universe all the time, all the time, okay? And it's when we get so busy that we can't hear it. Now, I'm not saying you need to be listening to the universe 24-7. That is when psychosis kicks in and we go crazy and we end up in a 12th house mental institution. What I'm saying is, if you do not take these moments of self-care, whatever they look like for you, then how can you hear the whispers of the universe? And Ceres shows you where you need that self-care more than anything else, more than anywhere else. Your moon is also a really good place to look, but we're looking at Ceres right now. She's going to show you that area where you need to slow down, tune in, and get to know what it is that you need in order to nourish yourself. So that example of my 12th house, if I am not in spiritual practice, I cannot hear the whispers of the universe. If your Ceres is in the second house, for instance, the, the house of Taurus, the body, food. Food might be a place where you nourish yourself. It also might be a place where you overindulge. In its karmic, I actually created a whole section for Ceres last year for the first time because she was so pivotal to my growth that I was like, okay, I'm adding this in as an asteroid we need to be reading from and adding into the charts because her nourishment and her medicine is so potent. So she's actually her own lesson inside of its karmic now because she's that important. So if she's in your second house, for instance, like I said there, and you are not nourishing your body, in fact, you're actually... um, abusing your body with food or uh, whatever it is, then we need to reroute, right? So that you can really tune into, well, what do you need? Because if you are not in alignment with what you need, then how the fuck are you going to go after what you want? Even if you know what you want, your self-care practices are not supporting you to actually achieve your goals. And when are, like that, that's literally literally your values being out of alignment. And when our values are out of alignment, guess what? We don't achieve our goals. I'm sorry to say it like that. And sometimes it sucks hearing it like that. But when our values are out of alignment, when our habits and daily routines are out of alignment, we do not achieve our goals. And our bodies are fucked up. And our minds are a mess. And we feel like shit. Like I said, I see this all the time. All the time. And I see it within myself less so than it used to be. And when I catch myself in it, man, I want to scream. Because that mirror is so strong of the avoidance. And how when I am out of alignment energetically, nothing's going right in my life. 
Okay, the synchronicities aren't there. The guidance points aren't there. I don't know what is up or down. I don't know how to make a choice that is the right one for me. And then I have to come back to my practice. Now, in saying all that, I just want to preface that Yes, you're going to fall in and out of practices and in and out of self-care and your self-care might look different all the time. It might be ever changing, but it has to be a resonant soul self-care that fills you up and that you are always coming back to, especially when you feel that misalignment happening. Okay. So I hope this is making sense. With series, I want you to sit down this week. You're going to add to this list of discoveries you're having, and I want you to write down how you take care of yourself. Now, when you write down how, you, how your self-care looks, okay, maybe even tapping in first to how you don't take care of yourself, where you avoid self-care. Is it in your body? Is it in food? Is it in Netflix? Are you an escape artist like me? What's your signature? Okay. Look to the house. That'll help you. Look to the house where your series is. Go download the ultimate guide to the karma of the 12 houses. I'll put that in the show notes for you. Go download that. Okay. If you don't find it, because I know Spotify doesn't link the actual link for some reason. Um, it doesn't make it clickable, but I'll put it down there. And if you can't get to it through Spotify, if that's what you're listening to, uh, go to my website because it's on there. Okay. It'll be on the homepage, uh, Go download the ultimate guide to the karma of the 12 houses, locate where your series is, what house is she in and go to that house and see where you are avoiding your self-care. And then I want you to journal and reflect on, okay, if that's where you're avoiding your self-care, then all right, what are you learning about yourself and what is holding you back from your purpose through series right now in all the moments and all the learnings that you've had over the last however many minutes this podcast has been like 30 30 plus minutes I want you to dive in to what comes up and again just like last week let's take away the astrology for a second what comes up when I when I say everything I've said today when I share my stories with you, when I share series with you, with when I introduce you to her medicine, what's coming up? What are you reflecting on? I know there's going to be like flashes of information already coming through. And I want you to use that as a guidance point. And then you go into the house, okay, and figure out what house Sari's in. This is where you need to start nourishing yourself. And if you can start nourishing yourself, I guarantee you will start living in alignment and you start feeling better. Okay. And like I said, if you want to really begin to dive into series, because as with every energy we've talked about, series is not just about self-care. She is this whole encompassing energy that I'm going to teach you. And it's karmic about how to read, how to use her through every sign, every house, the aspects, all these things, the complicated nature that is reading a chart. I'm going to simplify that for you inside of its karmic so that you are like, "Mm, got it. This is literally me teaching you the language of the universe. And as I've mentioned in other podcasts, there are so many different languages of the universe and I get to teach you astrology. Okay. So if you have been called, you know, the wait list is open and you know that there are only 20 spots inside of its karmic. 
So are you going to be one of the people to join me on this journey? Are you going to be one of those 20 people who get those spots this time and actually begin to use everything we've touched on the last three weeks to begin to change your life, to begin to liberate yourself, to begin to get to live your purpose every day? Because I'm telling you guys, this is how I got here. This is how I got to a place where now I get to do this every single day, all day. I study astrology all day. I get to dive into asteroids like Ceres for fun because they actually expand my purpose. And your purpose, I'm not saying you need to be an astrologer, but you might be sitting there like, yes, this is my shit, Vika. Like, I want to do this forever. But whatever your modality is, your healing method, whatever it is you want to use astrology for, this will change your life. I've seen it over and over and over again. So all I want you to do right now is to begin to reflect on the aha moments you're having, the breakthroughs that are coming through, the magic of Ceres and her medicine. And then easiest way to start is pick one way of self-care that you want to bring into your life. And you can see that by seeing where you're avoiding it, where you're escaping it, where you're not allowing it in. Just begin to flip the script. Okay, for me, example, I like to escape into Netflix or really I love to watch old shows that I've seen a hundred times to avoid life. The flipping of the script of that for me is being present in my body and coming back to my spiritual practices, not avoiding them. Okay, so you're going to find your little areas of your life that you're going to tweak. And in tweaking those, you're going to get closer to your purpose. You're going to find more clarity around what is holding you back from your purpose. And I hope by now you have at least four points that are telling you, holy shit, like this is what's stopping me from moving forward. This is why I'm so damn afraid. This is why my body's so run down. This is why I need to change. And yeah, you're going to have to change. I'm sorry. (laughs) You are going to have to change. You're going to have to shift. You're going to have to adapt. But guess what? Beyond those shifts and changes is opportunity, is growth, and is the life that you've been dreaming of. So I know you're listening to this because you're in the same frequency as me, the growth frequency. You are passionate about growth. I know that. You're going to be listening if you weren't. So go write down your questions. Get on the wait list for It's Karmic. Join me in this pivotal study where you are going to learn this and more. And you are going to expand your understanding of yourself and the world. Sending you lots of love. Until next time.